ask you, if you would, to turn in your Bibles this morning. Leave your marker in Romans 8. We'll come back to that in the future. We're going to take a little break from Romans 8. We will come back, God willing. But I want you to open today to Psalm 105 as we take a little bit of a break uh, from our series there in Romans chapter 8. So if you'll open to Psalm 105. Uh, Max Lucado once told a story about Chippy the parakeet. Uh, Chippy... The parakeet never saw it coming. One second, uh, he was peacefully perched in his cage, and the next, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problem began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with the vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage, and she's cleaning, and all of a sudden, the phone rang, and she turned to pick up the phone, and... Chippy got sucked in. Well, the bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum, opened the bag, and there was Chippy, still alive but stunned. Well, since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She had reached for the hair dryer and blasted the pet with hot air. And poor Chippy never knew what hit him. Well, a few days after the trauma, the reporter who initially uh, written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was doing and how he was recovering. She said, well, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. And Max Licato said it's hard, uh, it's hard not to see why. Sucked in, washed up, and blown over. That's enough to steal the heart and the song from the stoutest heart. Sometimes we get like Chippy. We lose our song. Uh, life gets complicated. We go about what we hope is going to be a simple task or a simple thing. And before we know it, we're sucked in, washed in, up, and blown over. And maybe that's you today. Maybe that's how you feel. You feel a lot like Chippy today. You're here, but you've lost your song. And uh, it's been a rough time. Or maybe you feel like there's a large vacuum cleaner headed your way soon. I want to encourage you over the next few minutes to kind of tune in. And I want to call us back real simply and real quickly today to some of the basics. Uh, some of the things that should describe us as followers of Jesus Christ. Sometimes life does get complicated. And it's important to go back to the basics. And so, just one verse today. Uh, Psalm 105, if you have it there in your Bible, I'll have it on the screen in front of you. Psalm 105, just the very first verse, where it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples. In fact, it's in front of you. Would you read it out loud with me? Let's read it together one time. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds amongst the peoples. You know, as we return to some of the basics of the Christian life, the basics of our faith, I want you to notice three things that should describe every follower of Jesus Christ. First of all, very simply, we should be grateful. We should be grateful. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. You know, one of the best things we can do when we lose our song is to start counting our blessings. Gratitude is important. Uh, the Bible does not mince words when it comes to the expectation 
that we are to be a thankful, grateful people. Now, yes, life is tough at times. Uh, life, yes, there are tears. There is suffering. But in the midst of it all, beloved, there's so much to be thankful for. And this verse, Psalm 105, verse 1, tells us to give thanks to the Lord. What has the Lord done for you lately? I mean, let's just think about it. Are you still breathing this morning? Can you see today? Um, are you in your right mind? Nobody look around. <laughs> are you in your right mind? Uh, did you eat this morning? Are you going to eat right after church? Some of you are excited about that. I know you're clothed. Everybody I see, thankfully, everybody's clothed. Now, these are physical blessings. We go on and on. We're going to leave here in a little bit and get in automobiles and travel to wherever it is we want to go. We have freedom. We have a measure of health that we're here today. Many are not. And so we have physical blessings, but not only the physical blessings, but also the spiritual blessings. If you're ungrateful, if you're unthankful, spend a few moments meditating on the cross. Consider what Jesus Christ did for you. Think about the nails. Think about the crown of thorns. Think about the mocking and the cruelty. Think about the nails being pounded into Him. Think about the spear in His side. Think about what He endured for us. Bleeding, dying for us. How grateful we should be. Think about the fact that He's not still in the tomb today. He's alive forevermore. He's on the throne. He's praying for us. The Holy Spirit is making intercession for us. Uh, if you're a child of God, you've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. You're an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. You're, you have peace with God and you have a home in heaven. There's so much to be thankful. We have a loving church family. There's so much to be thankful for and grateful for. And, and we're, we're good at complaining and we're good at grumbling and there's a lot to complain about and a lot to grumble about. But what about offering praise and thanksgiving to the Lord when you've lost your song, when you're washed up and sucked in and blown over? One of the best things you can do is spend a few minutes just counting your blessings and praising the Lord and giving thanks for all of His blessings. It's so simple, but gratitude and thanksgiving will change your life. And it doesn't cost anything but the time to consider and the time to praise. And we sang about it this morning. We will come into His courts with thanksgiving in our hearts. We will enter His courts with praise. And so we as believers, one of the very simple things we need to be is we need to be grateful. But it's the second thing this verse tells us, reminds us that we need to be prayerful. We need to be prayerful. The verse simply says, call upon His name. Listen, when you're sucked in, washed up, blown over, one of the best things you can do is pray. Just stop and pray. Truth of the matter is, Sometimes the reason that we feel sucked in and washed up and blown over is because we haven't prayed. We've been going about life on our own, trying to do life on our own strength. And by the way, speaking of complicated, we make prayer too complicated at times. Now, it is good to have special seasons of prayer. It's good for you to get along with the Lord and have a special season of prayer. I was able to do that some earlier this, uh, this past week as I went away for just, a little, just to seek the Lord, have a special time with the Lord. But prayer itself, beloved, should be as natural as talking with your friend or your family member. You know, when I'm riding along in the car with Danielle, and we're going along there, we talk. And I don't preface every statement by saying, Oh, wonderful bride of mine. Thank you for hearing me on this glorious day. How fair thou art. 
may I make a request of thee? No, I just say, what are we going to do about this issue? What are we going to do about this situation or whatever the thing is? We just carry on a running conversation. And sometimes we pick up where we left off last time. Sometimes it's a totally new subject. Um, we just talk. We just talk. We just commune. And we need more of that mindset in our prayer life. And that's what the Scripture is talking about, I believe, when it says that we're to pray without ceasing. I mean, yes, we, we should have those special times, but we could just come to the Father because He's our Father, and we can just pick up where we left off. Just like you do with your, your spouse or your friend or your family or, or whatever. You just pick up where you left off. We used to illustrate that years ago by talking about our, our phones. Y'all remember now, I'm dating a lot of us, remember phones used to be attached to the receiver or the wall by a twirly cord. You could only go so far away as that cord would let you. You uh, teens think you have it bad. My wife and I are separated for the summer from college. We only got like 30 minutes a week because it was per minute back then you had to pay. And that cord only went so far away from your parents. You only had so much privacy. We used to illustrate this idea of praying without ceasing by leaving the phone off the hook. Because in those days, remember, you could lay the phone down. And they were still on the other end. In fact, some of you did that when somebody called you don't want to talk to and they just kept talking. You just laid the phone down and went about you come back. Yes, yes. But anyway, uh, um, we don't have phones like that anymore. Most of us. You know, it, it's on or off. And so I can't use that. So I got to thinking, how can I best illustrate this idea of praying without ceasing and just picking up? I thought, well, we've got it today. A text message. How many of you got running text messages? I don't delete a lot of them because I'm going to text these people again or they're going to text me. And I can scroll back through and see what we've talked about. But on text message, we don't begin again. Hello, dearest friend. It's so glorious to talk with you today. Um, no, we just pick up and say, you know, hey, how are you? What about this? What about that? And we just carry on a running conversation. And that's the way we need to treat our prayer life more. Now, I don't mean disrespectfully. I don't mean irreverently. I mean just coming to the Lord on an ongoing, as we go about life, just checking in with the Father, talking to the Father, praying without ceasing, calling upon His name. We should be grateful. We should be thankful. We should also be prayerful. And one of the reasons that we struggle so much is because we don't, we're not doing those two things. We're not thanking God enough and we're not praying as we ought. We need to talk to the Father. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. But then there's a third thing this verse tells us. And if everything works that well, I'm even going to let you out early today. But don't count your chickens for the hatch. <laughs> there's a third thing here. We should be missional. We should be missional. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Now, beloved... Missional is a word that we didn't used to use years ago. In fact, I don't know when it was I first heard that word, missional. But as far as I understand it, and as far as I can tell, what it means is to live with a missions mindset. To remember that we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Look at the end of that verse. It says, make known His deeds 
among the people. In other words, tell others about God. Make his deeds known. Make his works known. Rogers Ellsworth said that the peoples there is a reference to the surrounding nations. And God had called the nation of Israel to be a witness to others, not simply to regard God as their exclusive possession. The nation of Israel is to make God known, his deeds known. In fact, their very existence is a testimony to God's goodness, but they were to make known the deeds of the Lord. And by the way, God has called us as children of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, to be witnesses to others as well. We need to remember, and it's so simple, but we forget we are to be sharing our faith. We're to be sharing the gospel with other people. And just like prayer, I think at times we make it too difficult. Yes, we're to be involved in reaching the nations with the gospel, and we are. If you come here, you pray, you give, you're involved in reaching the nations with the gospel. But we're also called to reach our classmates with the gospel and our coworkers and our neighbors and our friends with the gospel. And one way to do that is to make, our, make his deeds known. And I say we make it too complicated. We have this mindset, I'm afraid, that, well, you know, I, I would witness to people, but I've got to take a course first. I've got to take an 18-week course on how to share your faith. And by the way, I'm not against taking courses. In fact, later on this year, God willing, we're going to give training in our Sunday school classes on how to share your faith. But, beloved, if you are saved, you know enough to tell somebody else how to get saved, I hope. I mean, you can share the good news that, you know, we're sinners, we've messed up, God loves us, He sent His Son to die for us, He died, He shed His blood, He was buried, He rose again, and if you'll turn from your sin and place your faith in Christ, He will forgive you and cleanse you and make you a child of God. And we need to be sharing that message. Now, sometimes what we do is we make it too complicated, because it says in this verse, make known His deeds among the people. So one way we can do this is just to talk about the Lord. Just to testify about what he's done in your life and what he's doing in your life. In other words, bring the Lord in the conversation. Bring his work in the conversation. So right now in our world, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with lots of things. We've got tornadoes happening in Tennessee. They happen in Tennessee. Devastation. We've got the fear, widespread fear about the coronavirus. These things are being talked about in our own community. We have Walmart closing. Impacting hundreds of workers. What's it going to do to our, our economy? Just think about the, econ- the economical impact of what that's going to do for our county. And so there's fear, there's dread, there's all these conversations. And you're having them. And people want to talk about these things. And we ought to talk about these things. But we dare not leave out the Lord. See, it's a golden opportunity to bring God into the equation. Yes, they're tornadoes. Praise the Lord there are those helping. Praise the Lord for those who survived those things. Praise the Lord for those who are ministering. And helping those. You're bringing the Lord to the equation. Uh, when it comes to the coronavirus, God's in charge. And so we talk about that. When it comes to our local community and what's going on, we bring the Lord into the equation. We talk about His deeds, what He's done for you, what He's doing in your life, what He'll do for other people. And so we make it so complicated. And this verse just reminds us, listen, make known His deeds among the peoples. Just talk about the Lord. Bring Him into the conversation. Whatever it is. And that's as easy as people say, well, how are you doing today? Well, doing well. The Lord has blessed me. And, you know, just, just, you can just very easily get into a spiritual conversation if you're intentional about it. And by the way, the truth of the matter is, if we really have a close, intimate fellowship with the Lord, relationship with the Lord, 
We ought not have to try that hard or need to try that hard to bring the Lord to conversation. It's just going to come out of us. Because He is our life. We can't help that. And our life, it should be a testimony. When you go to the restaurant here in a little bit and you, you get your food, just bowing your head and praying over the meal, that's a testimony to those around you. The way you treat the waiter or waitress, that's a testimony. And they tell me some of the worst crowds to serve are church folks. God help us. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I just hear that that's what waiters and waitresses have to say about it. They ought to be the best crowd. I thought about it when I checked into the, the um, place with that. Uh, you know, all these preachers and their wives uh, this past week as I was checking into the, the hotel there. And I just wonder, what do these people think about us? I mean, we're an odd bunch to start with. We're weird as it is. And I say that as a preacher. I say, there's some weird preachers out there. And I are one, probably. <laughs> but I said, I wonder what these people think. I mean, because, I mean, this large group of pastors and their wives come in. And these people, a lot of them are lost. And they don't know Jesus. And, I mean, we're here for three or four days. I mean, actually, it goes on for about a week. There's two groups that come in. What kind of impact are we making on these people? What do they think about preachers? Because what they think about preachers and Christians, what they think about Jesus. And by the way, I hope people know that you are a child of God. I hope people know at work or school that you're a Christian. Not because you parade around a t-shirt as I'm a Christian, but just, you know, it's not a secret. And, and they know where you go to church and they know what you do. And they're watching you and they're watching me. Talk about the Lord. Bring Him up. Share your faith as you go about life. Don't make it so complicated. Don't give yourself all the excuses and all the outs of why you can't because you didn't go to seminary or you didn't go to Bible college. You don't have training. If you're saved, you'll tell somebody else how to get saved. That's what God has told us to do. We, we, we go from super complicated to much easier when we get back to the basics. Back to the basics. And I'm working again this year at the middle school helping out with the soccer program. And we have kids that come out and some of those boys never played soccer before. We have to start with the basics, how to kick a ball, how to catch a ball, how to pass a ball. In fact, I was going to tell them something. I just held up and said, this is a soccer ball, uh, just to kind of get them just, just laughing a little bit. Back to the basics. We, we never leave the basics. Christian life's the same way. We don't leave the basics. Be grateful. Be prayerful. Be missional. I mean, those three things right there. And yet what happens oftentimes is those are the three things we forget to do. We forget to be grateful. We forget to be prayerful. We forget to be missional. We're very busy. We're doing a lot of good things. We forget the basics. But he says here, I'll give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Uh, Matt Woodley is a father of four. And he talked about the fact that he bought his children a swing set as an early Christmas present. And it was an extra long metal set with two swings, a two-seater swinging bench, a slide, monkey bars, and a series of hanging rings. You know Matt's in trouble already, don't you? Uh, he thought the time invested in putting it together would be a great way to show them his love. Besides, it was cheap. That's always helped. And it was made in Germany. And he reasoned you can't beat German engineering. Well, uh, Matt purchased uh, the swing set. And after hauling, dragging, and opening the 200-pound box, Matt was suddenly overwhelmed by the sheer number of parts 
and the complexity of the instructions. Based on his eye-popping assessment, he'd have to assemble about 10,000 tiny screws, washers, nuts, bolts, wing nuts, more washers, plastic pieces, metal bars, and metal chains. Now remember, German engineering. Well, they provided an English translation of the instructions, but unfortunately, there were no pictures and no diagrams. Just convoluted, technical, apparently written by scientists and engineers who only can speak in those terms. Well, you can kind of picture Matt in your eye there, surrounded by all these parts, all this stuff, these complicated instructions. Here's what he said. It was too complicated for an ordinary non-engineer like me. So with the help from some mechanically inclined friends, Matt finally managed to assemble the whole thing, but he had a few dozen leftover parts when he was done. And here's what happened. Matt's 34-pound son went out and got on that swing set, and he made the entire set shake and wobble as he used it. And I'm afraid that's a description of our life at times. Very complicated, very in-depth, and yet some little thing comes along and our life begins to shake and wobble. But it need not. And it will shake and wobble a lot less if we'll do what this verse tells us to do. If we'll live grateful and live prayerful and live missional. Back to the basics. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Let's pray together. Father, thank You for this morning. Thank you for these reminders that um, we often make life so complicated. But there are some real simple things that we can do that will make a profound impact and a profound difference in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be a grateful people. Thank you, Father, for all of your blessings on us. Help us to be a prayerful people, to cast all of our care upon you, for you care for us. And then, Lord, help us to be a missional people. Help us to freely and unashamedly and widely share your deeds among the peoples. What you're doing in our life, what you've done in our life, how you're working, how we're trusting in those promises that you've given to us. And give us opportunities this week as we're about in the community as we're at work, as we're at school, as we're with neighbors, we're at the store, the doctor's office, the gas station, the restaurant. Help us to remember, Lord, that the precious people that surround us, they have an eternal soul. And they're going to live in either heaven or hell forever. And you've left us here to share the faith with them, to share the gospel. Help us to open our mouths and make known your deeds among these precious people. Father, help us continue to work in our lives. Refresh us. Revive us. May this morning be the beginning of much that you're going to do in our lives today as we move into this revival.
time. May it be a true revival. We love you today. We praise you. We glorify your name. And we ask this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. 513. Take the name of Jesus with you. That's what the verse says, isn't it? Make known his, make known his deeds among the peoples. 513. The altar is open if you have a need today. I got the wrong number there, don't I? 313. 313. Take the name of Jesus with you. Let's stand together and sing. Thank you.